Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Merry Christmas and happy Advent season. We're so glad you've joined us for our first episode in our Encouraged and Equipped Advent series, where today we're focusing on hope. As you listen, if you'd like to take the conversation further by accessing your Advent devotional guide, you can scroll down to the show notes if you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, and our devotional will be right there for you. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, you can go to the description and there's a link to pull up the PDF for that Advent Guide. In this episode, Lori Siltemeyer and Hannah Diamond are going to be joining me to talk about hope. Here's our conversation. Merry Christmas. I'm Kathy here with Hannah and Lori, and we are excited to start off our four weeks of Advent. We normally have encouraged and equipped our podcast. We talk about a variety of topics about how we integrate our faith into our life. And we are pulling aside and spending four weeks talking about different themes that we often hear about at Advent. And we are asking women from our congregation to just come and share a little bit about why that theme is meaningful for them and how that impacts them during the Christmas season and also year round. And I'm excited to have Lori and Hannah here, first of all, because they're just fun, and we've totally been laughing the whole time off mic <laughs> before we got started. But I'm also excited because it's our first time to have family members on our podcast, and Lori and Hannah are related. Lori is Hannah's mom, and so I am excited to get to hear from both of you and to hear different things about your family and your experiences. As we get started with our podcast, we always like to ask everyone, what is a little something that brings you joy? So Lori, what's a little something that's been bringing you joy lately? You know, I guess one of the things that I, in fact, this past weekend, I have, my husband Keith and I have nine grandchildren and the youngest two have just started walking and I loved watching them just kind of try to toddle and fall and toddle and fall (laughs) and people try to grab and help them and they don't want to be helped. They want to be left alone. (laughs) They are just on their own and it's just one of them is very brave and just goes for it and the other's a little tentative and just looks at you, just the difference in their personalities. But it's just been so fun to see them grow and become um, able to walk and it's been really cute. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um... I would say there's a lot of things in life that bring me joy, but right now I have, I'm in the season of, I love to bake, love to bake everything, specifically cookies. Um, my mom calls it my therapy uh, for my, <laughs> to my children. <laughs> so anyways, I'm not for my children. My children are great, but, um, I really, I, I really enjoy baking and that's what's And your baking is great too. I have thank been you. the beneficiary thank of you. that more than one time. Thank you. Thank you. It is very Yours good. Yours is really <laughs> good too, I will say. We can There's start a baking club. nothing <laughs> like your pound cake. <laughs> and Happy your Saturday. chocolate chip cookies. Oh, we should have brought some to eat oh, together. Yeah, really. Like thinking. I was like, oh, After this, really we'll, good go, right now. we'll both go home and bake. <laughs> yes. How about that? Okay, well, let's turn to Advent. Let's turn to Christmas. And we are going to be talking today about hope and how we see hope in the Christmas story, how we experience hope during the Christmas season, as well as year-round. So, Lori, when you think about the Christmas story, as you think about Advent, where do you see hope, and how has that been meaningful for you? Well, first of all, 
I love Advent because I love that it gets my heart and my mind focused on the Lord. And, you know, that first Sunday that represents hope mm-hmm. has always been, I just have loved thinking about and celebrating, worshiping God about it. And I also love the part um, the, in the Christmas story about 40 days after the birth of Jesus in Luke 2, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to be presented to the table. To the, in the temple in Jerusalem, which was the custom at the time. And they traveled, and the Bible tells us that there's, there was an older man there named Simeon, who the scriptures describe as being righteous, devout, and waiting for the consolation of Israel, meaning he'd been waiting for the birth of the Messiah. Um, he'd been told by God, we don't know exactly when, that, that he would see the birth of the Messiah. And he was, so he was waiting. And this, um, the scriptures say that he saw um, Jesus and said, Lord, um, you may, may, your, may you may let your spirit, your servant go in peace. Your words have been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with Simeon was a prophetess, which I thought was real interesting um, at that time. And she was 80 years old, and she spent her days praying and fasting at the temple. And Anna and Simeon had never lost hope that they would see the Messiah. And this was a real low point spiritually for Israel. Mm-hmm. And for Simeon and Anna to have such hope, mm-hmm. it's such an, um, a dark time for Israel maybe, um, was just real impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not part of the Christmas story that you hear a lot, but I love that part that they just waited expectantly while other mm-hmm. people had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, I love that story. It's kind of, kind of coming off of that... Um, you know, this was a very dark time in Israel's history. Um, and I think, therefore, like the idea of a Messiah and the idea of like a promised king was something that everybody was just so ready for and so, mm-hmm. so, so, so excited for. So it makes me think of like when I had my first, when my husband and I were pregnant with our first um, baby, which was a, my daughter and Millie. And so when she was born, I just, I just remember looking at my husband and just saying, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't imagine giving this child up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just think about how God knew when Jesus was coming to this world that that's what he was going to do. He was going to give up this baby. Um, and so for, for us and how much he loves us in that. And so I, I just always am reminded during this season of like, ultimately, I think of baby Jesus. <laughs> and so my baby Millie. <laughs> And so that's what every year I just think of, oh my gosh, I can't imagine um, the love of a father and that, that love he has for us. And so that's that's what I think of every year, about, initially and during Advent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so encouraging. Well, there are a million things that we can and get to experience hope about during mm-hmm. Advent. And so I just would love to hear from you. As you reflect on previous Christmases or Advent in the past, what are some small or large things or memories of hope that come to your mind? Well, for me, one of the funnest ones that I remember um, in 1978, many years ago, (laughs) uh, after I graduated from high school, my dad and I drove across country from the East Coast, and he dropped me off here in Texas to come to college. And I was so excited. I was going to get away, be independent. I was going someplace. Nobody else was going from my high school, and it was so fun. But what I really wasn't prepared for was how homesick I was going to be. For some reason, I hadn't ever anticipated how much I would miss my family and miss home. 
And um, so all of a sudden in, in September, I thought, I'm not going to see my family until December. I mean, people didn't fly back and forth then like they do now. And my family didn't have the money to fly me back and forth. I didn't have a car. I wasn't going <laughs> to drive overnight. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of patiently waited and as Christmas got closer and as exams got closer, I just remember being so excited that I was finally going to get to go home and spend Christmas mm-hmm. with my family. And I remember being on the back of the <laughs> plane landing at, in Baltimore and telling everybody on the plane, I'm going to see my family. I haven't <laughs> seen my family since August. And I told everybody around me, I'm sure they were just Cute. thought I was nuts. But I was just so excited. Just the hope of Christmas and spending it with my family was just really, it, that was this real special memory. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it probably made it b- better that Maryland actually looked like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it was cold. I could wear sweaters. It was Texas. It was some snow. College station. <laughs> Very different. Truly. Truly. <laughs> um, uh, so on a different kind of different story, but uh, I guess, uh, so I had a miscarriage with, I guess, several, well, more than several years ago, a while ago, the week before Christmas. Mm. And um, I think kind of just looking back during this season, um, it it was it was very challenging. Um, I I remember I just had to cling to the fact of God's faithfulness and um, his faithfulness doesn't change even in seasons of deserts. And so uh I remember my dad sharing with me um, Lamentations 3.24, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will put my hope in him. Um, my dad is just like the best. He is just the sweetest man ever, if anybody knows Keith Zoltmeyer. Um, <laughs> anyways, and so he shared that. And at the time, I I remember getting that text, and I just remember looking at that verse and that from that day forward, um, in the season of waiting after a miscarriage and season of waiting to get pregnant again, which was a it was a long season, um, and just learning to put my hope um in the Lord and 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 not in the not the, necessarily the future, not the future of having a child or the future of having a family, but ultimately ultimately my hope had to be in Christ. And so that verse was I always just think about that verse during that season. So Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. I like, Hannah, that you reminded us that, yes, yeah, some of the hope we experience at Christmas is something exciting, mm-hmm. seeing a family member or getting a present or mm-hmm. going to something that you had planned for and having that yeah. experience. And sometimes finding and resting in that hope is harder. Yeah. yeah. And so what are some other times that maybe hope around the Christmas season has been challenging? Well, for me, I think the probably the one out of in my entire life. My dad died. In, I was in my early thirties, and he died real suddenly. Um, we just we weren't prepared, and it was just so heartbreaking. And I remember thinking, how are we going to celebrate Christmas? Mm. I mean, you know, there's just there's just no Christmas spirit for us this year. And but as Christ followers, we really had to cling to the hope of the resurrection, and then no, and and we knew my dad's faith in Jesus. Um, it was so strong, and there wasn't a doubt that we knew that he was celebrating Christmas with Jesus. And so we just really had to, to remember that and that that, that was going to be our hope, the reality of what, you know, celebrating with Jesus mm-hmm. in heaven. And um, while we were overcome with, with um, sadness, I, I think the darkness is always brought, you know, the light comes in with the hope of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up because Christmas is looking back on 
something we waited for that has been fulfilled, which is Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. But we are in a season of waiting on his second coming, and we can wait with extreme confidence and hope that it is coming and that those who are in Christ have that sure hope to look forward to. And I think that that's really meaningful to bring that into the Christmas season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That excitement and expectance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in terms of, I know that my previous story, I think would definitely, some would say would be challenged, but I, I, I just think of it as hopeful. But, you know, this, um, so when you ask that question of what's challenging during this season, I just remember recently, so two years ago, my mom got sick um, <clears throat> the week after Thanksgiving, or yeah, and was remained sick throughout the whole holiday season, um, and she was really sick, <clears throat> excuse me, and so I think my dad and I, both working, having a little bit of a ma- medical background, um, didn't let on our concern or worry um, as much as how truly we were worried we were. And I just remember having to like sit down and just have the the conversation with God saying, you're faithful even if my mom dies. Mm-hmm. And just even just knowing that and it would be okay. Um, and I'm like tearing up to stand oh, yeah. I'm like, I but I remember that. And I remember you coming home and we were so excited when you got home. Mm-hmm. And we were, oh, we were so grateful um, when you made it home. But it was, it was a rough season and it was a rough Christmas because um, even that Christmas, she wasn't doing well and we knew that something was up. And um, this, so one Christmas has ultimately passed and just so grateful last Christmas. Um, we, it was a different Christmas and just, mm-hmm. yeah, grateful for that, that celebration. But um that was that was a definitely a challenging Christmas in that and and place learning to place my hope and really not wanting to place my hope. Um and I wanted I wanted my mom to be okay. And that was hard. And yeah. She's my best friend. So I can't imagine her, her not <laughs> being here. <laughs> yeah, so sweet. Thank you. Clearly, as we've listened to you, we can see that hope is something that is shared in your family and is important to both of you. And Lori, I know that you and Keith really tried to instill and model that for your kids. And Hannah, you saw that in your parents. And since we haven't yet had an opportunity to talk to mother and daughter, (laughs) I want to ask, what did you see, Hannah, and your mom and your parents that kind of pointed you to that hope in Christ? So I am so, I'm so blessed. I think just seeing, I have a lot of just, I have so many um family members that know the Lord. I come from just like a legacy mm-hmm. of believers from both grandparents. Um, my, my mom's parents and my dad's parents are devout followers of Christ. So I think that that first off was really neat to see um, from not just my immediate generation, you know, and my my parents. Um, so, so saying that, I would say um, I... Would say I still remember my dad sitting in the navy chair, which he we they are still at their house. <laughs> <laughs> my dad still loves and won't. Um, no, I've tried to get rid of the chair. It's still yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that navy chair of his. I think it's a lazy boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, um, and you know, whatever time it was like, you know, getting ready for school every day and him reading his Bible every morning, and you know, at the time, I don't think. I didn't think much of it. I thought it was really neat, but um, now being an adult and 
um, and seeing just the discipline and um, that um, devout like reverence that he had every morning to Jesus uh, is just really cool. Because uh, I don't feel like a lot of people, um, and at least my friends, can say that they saw their dad do that every morning. Uh, secondly, I would say what, you know, my mom is just a wonderful woman of the Lord. If anybody doesn't know her, get to know her. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, she, I still, I just remember growing up, she just was always, always in scripture and always praying scripture and ta- teaching us how to pray scripture and teaching us what that looked like and giving us um, scripture memory cards and putting it in our lunches and putting it in the car and saying things out loud. And again, I think at an early age, you don't really, I mean, you hear it, um, but those little, those words, you know, I, I, from an early age do, they they promote, you know, fruit. And I mean, they, mm-hmm. they put little seeds in my heart and my brother's hearts. And, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to say that we're all um, believers and it's really neat to be able to have that. Cause I don't, again, I don't think um, a lot Most of my people friends don't get that. Yeah, don't yeah. have the opportunity. And I can't say that about their siblings. So it's just really su- sweet. Uh, and those are, those are the two big things I think um, that I, that I think about what, my parents in terms of the legacy that they've provided us. That's so beautiful. Lori, I know that a lot of what Hina talked mm-hmm. about, some of it was just what she saw you doing, but some of it I know for you and Keith was intentional. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to know whether we have kids or grandkids or simply have nieces or nephews or neighbors. We all have kids in our life and we all want the next generation to have that hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that you and Keith did or a few things that you and Keith did to try to give that hope to your kids and to your grandkids? Well, I will say that we were very intentional early on about making sure we were at church on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that we didn't go out on Saturday nights. And that would mean that all of our children's clothes were ready because we knew what a fiasco <laughs> it was oh every morning to get everybody ready. Mm-hmm. And we knew if that if we didn't plan and do that, then we probably wouldn't get there. And plus the fact we were we were always late. Um anyway, so we just least, glad you came. <laughs> we just did the best we could. But those were some things I just remember saying, we're not going out, we're not gonna do anything Saturday night because we will not have ourselves together for Sunday morning. And that is why we go to eleven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. No, that's why we, no. y'all. Okay, go keep going. Um, and you know, we also made decisions early in our um, kids' lives that we wanted them to be a part of spiritual gatherings. And the first one that I remember um, in 1997, we were um, we had to go to a wedding in North Carolina. We rented an RV and all. Drove to North Carolina and oh, she, yes. Promise Keepers was having their first big meeting in DC on the mall. And Keith said, on, had told me before, uh, he said, I, I think Nathan and I are going to go. And I said, You're going to drive this RV to DC <laughs> to and park it on the mall and go to that big prayer meeting? He said, Yeah, we are. And I said, Well, okay. So they left after the wedding that day and got in that RV and they drove all night long. And uh, my family thought that we were nuts. <laughs> you know, at the time, I thought, well, 
I, I just looked at him. I said, well, this is a great opportunity. Keith wants to take Nathan and, and, you know, I think this is great. And they just, they just thought we were absolutely crazy. But Keith went anyway. He put Nathan up on his shoulders. There was 600,000 men, I think, there. Oh, my gosh. Um, they had big screens. But, you know, it was just one of those memories, you know, that was, that was, that Keith wanted to make. And um, anyway, it was, it was, that was a really cool, even if people thought we were radically you know, they thought <laughs> one of my uncles said to me, that's just kind of a cult thing. Why are y'all doing that? And I, and I just looked at him and I just wanted to go, we're just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just, you know, we trust a God to lead us. Mm. Um, and he's our hope. And so we, if this is what he was calling us to do, we did it. And then, um, when Hannah was getting ready to go to uh, college the summer before she went, there was a, a women's event in Dallas, and we were kind of busy getting ready to go. And there were speakers we'd never heard before. Um, but we drove over there and we went. And mm-hmm. I remember Hannah making all her little um, memory cards and all that stuff, <laughs> and having them plastered in her car when she drove yeah. off to college that summer. And I thought, you know, that's what I want her to leave with. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that that's where her heart needs to be. You know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ben, our son, went um, to college, too, and we were able to go down to the Breakaway Ministries at Texas A&M and share some really great, great worship, great worship times with, with him, and that was important. But also, I had um, a group of women that I prayed with for mm-hmm. 20 years, our children from elementary school, middle school, high school, college, mm-hmm. marriages. Now we're praying grandchildren. We, got to get, we get together every... So, a couple of months, we have 41 grandchildren between us, and we just pray, mm. you know, pray all these, the things as they're starting school, mm. all the things we pray for our kids, we're praying for them, and um, that is something that, you know, I love that I want to continue. Mm. And then every summer, I also, um, we go to the beach, and I try to drag myself out I'm usually at six before everybody's up, which is getting harder and harder to do. Yeah, the you might need to get up at because, five. Because I always have this little trail behind me of children in pajamas. Nine grandkids coming. They're early risers. No one They are them. early risers, and it's hard to beat them up. Yeah. Um, and I go sit and make my prayer list for the year for all of them and kind of have that time as a reset just to find verses to be praying on them, depending on the seasons of the life everybody's in. I love that intentionality with the kids that are in your life. For you, interrupt really quick yes, she's go. not she's not done. She has to talk about what you do with your grandkids. Your grandkids, she is so purposeful with her grandbabies because she didn't talk about her grandbabies. So I just wanted to say <laughs> say um, she's really purposeful with. Um, I mean, I, for instance, with my daughter who was so scared when she was like of the dark or now she's four, but she's when, when her whole like third year of birth, I felt like she was just always scared. Um, and we dealt with lots of like sleeping issues and my mom was always so, so, so good in me in reminding her, Millie, what, who you're never alone and reminding her she's never alone and who's always with you. Jesus is always with you. And, you know, just, just reminding her all, I mean, all the time. I mean, because it was a, it was a pretty uh, regular thing. So I, I'm using that example, saying that you're, you're not only you doing you did stuff for our generation, but ultimately the next generation just very, very um, purposeful things right now, even in their little lives. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to speak on that. Sorry, <laughs> that's so wonderful. Just the intentionality mm-hmm. and impact mm-hmm. on multiple generations within your family, but I also know that your family is very committed to doing that for 
friends and nieces and nephews and children here at Christ Chapel. We all have children in our lives. I was thinking about my nieces and nephews and kids of my friends that you have those opportunities to speak those truths or make those memories with. And so what a great way to give that hope away and build that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Certainly there are many ways that we have an opportunity to live out hope or not live in the hope that we have on a normal day. And yes, Christmas and Advent are special, but in many ways, they're also another day. And we also have a lot of normal days more than we do holidays. Mm -hmm. So what is living with that hope that Christmas provides us? What does that look like for you on a normal day? I think um, in the culture that we live in right now, there's some really dark, dismal times. And Mm -hmm. I think coming after two years of COVID, we all lost friends, families. I lost my mom in COVID. And you have to push away that darkness and really choose, mm-hmm. okay, where's my hope? Who who am I going to find my hope in in Jesus? And um, there's some mornings that I do wake up a little, a little scattered and a little anxious about that. And in Psalms 25, it says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. Teach me for you are God, my Savior, my hope is in you all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think all day long, you just have to remind yourself, okay, Jesus, uh, in this situation, you're the hope in the, in the, in the darkness that's all around us. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get caught up in situations that you're just like, how can this be happening? Or what's our world coming to? You just have to um, start the day praying and seeking him that you're ho- he's your hope all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I would, in my life, I have a really sweet job that allows me to see hope really clearly daily, which is really, it's just really neat. I I feel very blessed. I work in, um, I'm a nurse midwife um, here at a hospital. So I get to work with women that um, ultimately are, you know, getting pregnant with their first sweet baby or ultimately some really sad days too, just having um, a loss. And so I have the opportunity to just um, just like remind people daily about the hope that they have in Christ. Yesterday, it was cool. I got to share with my mom that I got to pray with two families. That was just, I mean, I'm always reminded, I'm like, I don't, this is not normal that I that I can just randomly pray with all these families and actually remind them in the season of suffering, like there is hope and there is hope in something greater than, you know, the current situation. And so I just, I, I, I love what I do. And I am reminded all the time of like, Oh, this is so cool that I get to do this. So, yeah. What a unique opportunity. What a gift. And that you take the opportunity to do that. I know that you say how cool I get to do that. And I think, yes, but, you have eyes to see and you're taking the initiative Mm -hmm. to do that. And I think some of us may have opportunities that we just don't take or aren't sensitive enough to stop and take that risk of saying, Hey, can I pray with you? And sometimes people always say no, but a lot of times people will say yes. And you have that opportunity because you've taken it. Yeah. It's very, I've never been told no. I always ask and I always ask and I've never been told no. And it's been, it's it's been really neat. And I don't know if it's just in that situation there, it's typically pretty vulnerable. And so, um, I, you know, a lot of the people I pray with probably don't know the Lord, but it's just really neat that, mm-hmm. um, in the time of, you know, need and the time of suffering is just really sweet to be able to do that. So it's mm-hmm. very neat. Mm-hmm. I know that it's hard for all of us, or at least for me to 
battle the fact that I am tempted to put my hope in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of opportunities and choose wrongly Mm -hmm. to put my hope in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, totally. Would you be willing to share maybe a way or two that you kind of wrestle with putting your hope in the wrong place and how you maybe fight that a tad? Mm -hmm. I think in our culture, especially with social media, it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, uh, putting our hope in our job and our mm-hmm. family, what we look like, the cars we drive, where we live, where we're traveling to, the trips we took. And I think you see you see people travel and having these perfect lives and they're here and they're there and you, you're at home. And I just have to remind, okay, God, this is where you've called me to be. This is mm-hmm. what you've called me to do. Uh, and I need to just live in the hope of what you're calling me to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it all looks, um, and it, it brings everything back into perspective because like, you don't really know what's going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you see people who, who live for their, their jobs or live for the cars they drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know that that can't be enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, your hope ultimately has to be in what God's plan for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I would kind of just second on that, that it is, it is difficult to not right now in this day and age, not to put our hope in, um, things of this world and uh, jobs. And I think obviously that I think those, that hope changes depending on like the season you're in, you know, whether that's a job or, you know, a baby or whatever, you know, something, the next dress or whatever that is. Um, and I think, those we just have to remind ourselves that those things are not um those aren't forever and that's not what um, the lord has for us and the lord calls us to greater things and anyways it, 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 I, I, I that's all i have to say <laughs> well i have but to I agree with you though because some of those things are can be very subtle yeah and you yeah, can yeah. find they're not bad things yeah, no, some but, of them aren't yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can enjoy them yeah, and yeah. Sure. exactly right right but, but you, not place your hope in them hope yeah and and almost an idol because those things can become an idol right. of like w- the next well when i get to this next season or whenever i get to it will all come together in my life. And I think that is just, that's so hard um, because it's it, it, Satan can use that as a very easy way to subtly come in in our life and, um, yeah, sneer us. So yeah. Steal our joy. Uh-huh. Steal our joy, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we are getting to the end of our time, and I know that you have had a lot of experiences with hope in your everyday life and at Christmas. And so I would love for you to just share a final thought that's come to your mind or a final encouragement to those who are listening as we head into Advent with mm-hmm. the hope of Jesus and some of the challenges that will come our way in this season. But Lori, give us a final thought or encouragement. Well, I have prayed recently with several families in some heartbreaking situations, probably not mm-hmm. not like Hannah's situations, but in just other really heartbreaking situations, and um, we have to remind ourselves that we're in a, we live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's just the fact. The Lord just said, you know, you're, there will be tribulations, and there's going to be stuff that you have to that you're going to have to deal with. And sometimes um, that's we have to re- remember that where our hope is. Um, and I love the song in "O Holy Night." Mm-hmm. Where the lyrics say, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And I can't think of a better phrase, you know, 
for our culture right now. We are a weary world, Mm -hmm. and we need to be doing some rejoicing. And we need to remember Mm -hmm. that our hope is in Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know. And like Simeon, until we see him face to face, um, we're in our own season of Advent, waiting for our hope in Jesus. And that's where it needs to be, and we have to keep it there. Um, to not be pulled down by everything that's going around us. Mm, that's so good. This morning, my daughter said to me, this is the best day ever. And I, and she's been saying that. <laughs> she said, this is the best mac and cheese ever. This is the best chocolate chip, <laughs> whatever. So she's real excited right now about, I don't know what, what's going on, but it's so fun. So this is the best day ever. And I said, why? Because Jesus made it. And oh! I, I just was like, oh. So just, I, I just, when you were saying about the weird world, world rejoicing and just reminding of rejoicing daily, even in that weariness. Um, and I'm going to add on, I just really love Hebrews 10, 23. Um, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. So um, I just I just really, just in the Advent season, just love that promise of faithfulness. I love that you put that, or mentioned that verse, Hannah, because we look back at like Simeon, mm-hmm. Simeon and Anna experiencing that hope they were waiting for, mm-hmm. and God was faithful. And mm-hmm. we look back and celebrate that, and mm-hmm. that gives us confidence and hope mm-hmm. for what we are waiting mm-hmm. for, which is Christ's return when mm-hmm. we get to be with Him. And just like they waited expectantly with mm-hmm. confidence, they weren't perfect, but they w- waited with confidence, believing that was going to happen. We get to mm-hmm. hope with confidence that, yes, we're here for a season and we want to know God and honor God. And we have that hope knowing that there's a better place coming yeah. and Christ is going to return yeah. and we get to experience eternity with Him. And that's the hope that we are pushing towards mm-hmm. and waiting for as well. And like you said, Hannah, in quoting Hebrews, that he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks mm-hmm. for letting us be a Sultemeyer. For- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for well, having, having us. And laugh. Kind of laugh yes. stumble a little bit. I know. It was good. It was good. First podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me close this in prayer. Lord, thanks for laughter. Thanks for hope. We... The three of us know that we would be lost without Jesus. We would be lost without the hope that we have in him. And we are beyond grateful for the confidence that we need to have. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that as we walk through this season, that we would um, continue to fight to place our hope in you, Mm -hmm. that we would quickly look for those opportunities like Hannah was reminding us about to speak of and share about that hope with others in our workplaces and like Lori was talking about in our families, in our neighborhoods, where we are. I pray we would be quick to speak of that hope Mm -hmm. and uh, encourage us, equip us, uh, Jesus, to... um, give that hope to others and to live faithfully in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.